This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening, my name is Vinny White, you're listening to the Vinny White Show, and it's about an hour of stuff. Uh, oh, I forgot to write a bit. I normally write a little funny bit for this, I forgot. Oh no, I'm going to have to add a little bit. Uh, it's normally a food reference. What's the first food that comes to mind, Pat? Chicken. Oh, pizza, Dave says. I've done pizza before, got to do something different. I'll go with chicken. It's a comedy rotisserie. Smothered in news and packed under a grill of giggles. Sounds delicious. Got away with that, didn't I? Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, 416 872 1010. You can text the show on 71010. And uh, Amanda is going to come in later. She's our resident news junkie slash my friend. And um, we were supposed to meet up last night. I feel a bit bad. I forgot to text her. Um, but... We went to Nuit Blanche, which is an art festival, so we'll definitely be talking about our independent experiences of it. So if you're in and around the Toronto Toronto area and you want to know what happened last night in the crazy streets, lots of drinking, I can tell you that, and um, quite a lot of fun. So we'll talk about that later on. Uh, How are you? Is everything all right? Everything going your way? No? Feel a bit down because it's the inevitable pain of winter setting in and the darkness and gloom of knowing that you've got work tomorrow. I understand, don't worry. Come here, I'll give you an audio cuddle. At least we've got Donald Trump, hey? Isn't that reassuring? Um, Yeah. Donald Trumpeter of Doom, a man with a dog's bottom for a mouth, has been over the news headlines yet again this week. And now it comes out that Rudy Giuliani, a close advisor to the hairdo, said the Republican uh, nominee was an absolute genius... I'm going to say that again because it's just so mad. Said that uh, Donald Trump is an absolute genius if he avoided federal income taxes. So that's where we are now. An unhinged, bigot reality TV star with a string of failed marriages and businesses who doesn't pay taxes boasts about his penis who either interrupts you or sues you for hurting his soft little feelings. Running against a woman who appears to have no new ideas on how to change a profoundly broken country, enduring a resurgence in racism and violence with a spiralling wealth gap that's so depressing it makes you want to cry. And they're our neighbours. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? <sighs> Still, it's nearly over. Is it November the 8th? I can't believe I've forgotten the date. Uh, November the 8th, it's all over, isn't it? And I do mean all over. So there's that. Um He's mad, isn't he? He's just a bit mad. I mean, it's quite funny in a sort of way that, you know... You know, it's, it reminds me of a, a quite funny sitcom that's about two hours too long. That's the feeling I get when I look at any news about the Donald. The Drumpf. Um, so, that's going on. Meanwhile, in the US, not quite so publicised, but there's a bizarre story out of the US this week. A US band called The Slants is to sue so it can trademark its offensive name. The Slants, an Asian-American band that acknowledged that the name might offend people, The Slants, but they um, they chose it to reappropriate its meaning. That's their argument. Uh, the Slants had first attempted to register their band name in 2011 and sued after they were refused. The Portland, Oregon dance rock band, The Slants, which is made up of entirely Asian-Americans, claimed that they chose to take the name back and they don't want it to be racial. Yeah, I'm not sure it's the best way of doing it, but I sort of see your point. It's like NWA. Yeah, yeah it is. 
Good luck spelling that out on radio. Um, I'll be our last show. I think that's the point of the NWA <laughs> with radio play. Yeah. I'm so nervous I call them WA just to be on the safe side. Um, <laughs> Western Australia, otherwise known as. Anyway, the, uh, on Thursday, the US Supreme Court uh, agreed to hear the ban's case. Hearings will begin next week and are expected to last several months. So the court is not expected to issue its ruling for several months. So we'll have to see what happens. Now, this might actually affect the high-profile case that's the American football team, the Washington Redskins. Because I don't know if you know this, but in 2014, the US Patent and Trademark Office cancelled the team's six trademarks, including the lucrative logo for the Washington Redskins, after lots of complaints from Native American groups. Does that mean if I wanted to, I could legally do a Washington Redskins canvas and then like print it and then sell it? Absolutely. People, it. people have. People do it all the time. They did, made fun of it on South Park of just calling any company, any horrible company now, the Washington Redskins. <laughs> because it's the name is up for grabs. Yeah, so you, you could do it to anything. Yeah, exactly. The name, the trademark, all the imaging, yeah. all the, their, you know, everything about it is, you know, they no longer own it. Just for the record, I would like to say that I do think that it is offensive because it's not really for us to say whether it's offensive, but it is up to the Native Americans and they say it's offensive. So I think really they should get rid of it. But um, who is it? What's that guy? Dan Snyder, isn't it? He's the owner. And he said that the team's name honours Native American groups and has long refused to change its name because it's 80 years old. That's not why his uh, father and his grandfather refused to change it because they were asked. They were a little more blunt. I bet they were, yeah. They were quite openly racists. I like that they say, oh, well, but it's 80 years old. We can't change that. Oh, and obviously there weren't any Native Americans around on this continent 81 years ago because they hadn't been invented by the Native American people machine. <laughs> uh, actually, Obama spoke out about that in 2015. He said in a White House uh, Tribal Nations conference, we need to break stereotypes. And he, he encouraged Redskins owner Dan Snyder to drop that stupid name. Redskin lawyers uh, note that so far they think it's unfair because other offensive names have previously been approved by the patent office. That's their argument. That's the best argument. It's the weirdest reverse argument. Well, there's other ones, and they even list them. But then you can't go, well, we're not horrible. Because all those other things were horribly offensive, and those people were standing by it because they were horribly offensive. So this Snyder guy can't say, like, no, this is about tradition and respecting Native Americans. It's sort of like me going outside now and punching someone randomly, and then when the police come, say, well, you know, to be honest, other people are stabbing people, aren't they? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I could have used a knife. Aren't I a nice guy? Uh, the Redskin lawyers note that the other offensive names have previously been approved by the patent office include Yellow Man, Red Man, Blacktail, Jap, Mooney, and other things that Donald Trump definitely says. <laughs> Last night was Newey Blanche. It was amazing. And uh, it's really mixed reviews, actually. So I'm going to give you a good review and a bad review, and then my review and Amanda's review. Uh, hopefully that won't be too boring. I encourage you to hang around and listen. So I'm going to do a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about that amazing art festival last night. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Amanda Capito's here. Hello. Hi. I was going to start with a song, and it's, uh, it's led me to a question, actually. Yes. If you... We're going into a boxing ring. Okay. And you needed your anthem. 
right? To hype you up before yes. you go in there. What would you go for? See, this is hard. Mm, because tough. everyone wants to go for like Eye of the Tiger because it's a classic. Oh, I know it's overdone, that, and, but yeah. that's where you're. Th- that's where you go. That's where you think. How about um, Prodigy Firestarter? How does that go? Really? Oh, it goes like this. La, 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 la. la, la. It's sort of a lullaby. <laughs> you know? It's the sort of thing you play to a child to get them <laughs> off to sleep. Perfect. It goes like this. All right, I'll do it. I'm the fear addicted, funky instigator. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Is that well, real? You asked me to do it. Is that real? Yeah. I don't know this. Do I know this? I'm one? the fire starter, twisted fire starter. Okay. Didn't you once see the prodigy? Or was that someone else? No. Uh, obviously not, because no, you'd probably know. Definitely not. Definitely Text not. in on seven ten ten. Was that an accurate depiction of the Prodigy's <laughs> Firestarter? And can you do better? If so, four one six eight seven two ten ten. Call now and become tonight's Firestarter. I'm all about walking on sunshine. Oh shut up! That's not going to hype you up, is it? I, that puts me in a really good mood. I like that song. And the laborious, well-known evil. <laughs> Gangster that is, no, Amanda that Capito is going to be in the red corner. I'm walking on sunshine. Yeah. It's time to feel good, you know? Yes, but it's not rambunctious. It's not angry. Yeah, but I just, you know, when you're in a good mood, you end up succeeding typically when you're trying to do things. Another walking on track that might hype you up. Annie Lennox walking on broken glass. Walking on, walking on broken glass. In the okay, red that corner. could be yours. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm going to go for, um, I think I need something with energy. That's a bit angry. I'll tell you what I'd do. Nickelback. No, why? For a really weird reason. I hate them and they make me angry. Oh. So I think it would hype me up in a good way. I see. If I hear that. This is how you remind me. Which, by the way, is weird because I did actually used to like it when it first came out. I think everyone did kind of. And now it's like, it's it's hard. It's hard to get to behind that song. Let's put a little call out to music radio stations that might be listening. Any program directors, stop it. <laughs> stop it. They need to. So radio stations have to play a certain amount of Canadian content. Yeah. And so that is just their go-to, I feel. It is, and Summer of 69. You know, Brian Adams has done more than that, don't you? I so know. stop that as well. Stop everything. <laughs> Just become talk radio. It's much better. Yeah. Right, should we talk about some stuff? Yes. That was a weird beginning, wasn't it? <laughs> um, right, uh, Nui Blanche last night. Yeah. Now, first of all, I want to apologise because I said that we're actually mates, Amanda and I, in, in real life. And I said to her last night that I was going to meet up with her, and I didn't, and I didn't answer her text. <laughs> Um, so, a bit of a crap friend, but okay. I am apparently her friend. You're lucky I showed up today. Yeah. No, so it's sorry okay. about that. That's I, fine. I, I had was, a good time. I was um, I was just sort of having a good time, really. And yeah. And got a lot lost in it all. Um, but it was a good laugh, wasn't it? It and was. It was, it was great. Good. I, I'm going to read you two reviews, because I, I thought, rather than bore everyone with what we thought straight away, I thought it'd be interesting to read out um, other people's reviews. Okay. So, I went to Yelp and found... A lot of people have written reviews about last night. By the way, Nuit Blanche is, um, was it French for White Night? Yeah. And um, the idea is that you, you wander around Toronto looking at various art exhibitions and exhibits that have been put on public display in bizarre places. So, for example, um, Union Station had a projection of a film on it and uh, Nathan Phillips Square had lots of stuff going on, including a giant swollen ball, which sounds a lot 
don't not that kind. And um, well, I don't know. It was I more planet I, star. I, I did investigate everyone's oh testicles. Gosh. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> also interesting to note that this is typically sponsored by Scotia Bank. So it was yes. like Scotia Bank. This was the first time it wasn't. Yeah. So a lot of people, I think, were skeptical of what it was going to be like. I didn't see a difference. I felt like it was exactly oh, I, the I same. I definitely saw a difference. Did there you? Was far less exhibits. Really? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I guess I didn't circle around maybe as much as you did, but the quality of the exhibits that I saw were just as good as they typically would be. Well, in my opinion. This, anyway, sorry. Go to the others. This is from Sarah. It's a four-star review. My first time experiencing Nui Blanche, and I was really looking forward to it. Oh, by the way, I should mention, she also sounds as if she's from England, because she goes on to say, there's nothing like this back in England, and if there, uh, if there was, we'd be, get charged for it. So I think that Torontonians should count themselves lucky. I don't actually agree with that, because a lot of art galleries and museums in London are free, so yeah. I, I don't think that's true, but there you go. Anyway. Uh, there were enough projects to appease to all tastes, so really, no excuse to not go out and check it out. My favourite was the heretical objects. Imagine a park covered with hundreds of lit up balls. Since I'm not the arty farty type, my main choice of projects involved the ones that I could take good photographs of. I spent the entire night doing that. I look forward to next year's. Meanwhile, Darren, uh, Torontonian, gave it a one star review. This is my last time checking out this abortion. I walked from Front Street to Dundas. I saw a bunch of candles in a sandbox, some police tape and police <laughs> barriers arranged so that you might just understand that they're not to be confused with actual police barriers to keep traffic from going north and south. There was some stupid doorway with some mist effect on it. So people lined up for that because apparently they've not had enough rain in the last week. Oh so they wanted a clever simulation of some mist on a door. I mean, what is mist on a door? I also saw a juggler on an eight-foot unicycle. Boring and a lot of people. <laughs> I tried to get back to North York via the subway around 11.30. It was a bloody nightmare. <laughs> Two packed subways went by. I crossed over to the southbound platform and rode to St Andrews just so I could go back north and actually get a seat. Just a lot of people stopping to look at anything that could possibly be art. None of it was creative, interesting or inspirational. What a load of tosh. Okay, wait, is this guy from England too? Did he I... actually write bloody? Or did you just insert <laughs> I that? I can't believe you caught me on of that. Of course I caught Because like, did you just get reviews from English people in Toronto? <laughs> Is that all that matters to I you? I can't believe you picked me up. You're such, you're very perceptive. That's the only word I added. <laughs> Honestly. Look, okay, I'll show you, okay. I'll show you the writing here. Okay. Where is it? Uh, where is it? Something... He just got carried away with the review. I did, there's I, no, I, there's like bloody I was doing it. Anyway, bloody is not written there. Okay. I'll show you the paperwork. And it's a true review, it's but true for some review. reason I needed to beef it up. <laughs> and she caught me. <laughs> I'm a journalist. And I am clearly not a very integral one because apparently I just falsify everything. Oh, well. Um, um, so that's other people's reviews. I'm I'm neither four star or one star. I'm probably about three. But then I think a lot of it's my fault because I didn't spend the entire evening trekking around enough because I've still got a bit of a dodgy foot. So I ended up just going down Queen Street. And it was very thin on the ground for exhibitions, I thought. But apparently there were other parts of the city that were, that were full of exhibitions. So I probably not fair to judge it yeah i felt like nathan phillips square usually has two big things going on they did again um and then we went to um richmond or yeah about queen and spadina area and um and there was a lot of stuff there in that hub there was like some building it was an actual gallery that's open and they always do it in this area right and they have you know it's open late there's additional exhibits and stuff on the screen and outside and yeah, I thought it was great. I think anyone that went will agree with me when they say that it, it, it is a drinking festival, really, isn't it? A lot of people are definitely intoxicated. Yeah. Especially a... as the night goes on, it, it gets more and more of a 
Yeah. But it's weird Party because, feeling. and I think this is a really interesting reflection as to Toronto. For, so for those of the, you that listen to this show regularly, you'll know that Amanda and I, some weeks ago, um, did a did a what we call a pub quiz or a trivia night on air. And the host was a guy called James, who's British. And he, he if you're interested, look at quizcoconut.ca. And what this guy does, he, he does... Um, Trivia nights in pubs for yeah. a living, doesn't he? He's awesome, yeah. And he's become a good friend of ours. Yeah. So um, so I was out with him last night. So it looked, for anyone that didn't know, like we were probably Tourists. visiting from England. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because he has a very strong accent just like you. Exactly. So, yes. So we're both, um, yeah, we both sound a bit like this. So uh, it was really interesting to me that about halfway through the evening, we were, we were really desperately trying to get into some bars and there were so many long lines. We thought, oh, forget it. So we went to someone's house and, and grabbed some coolers, I think they're called here, i.e. Alco Pops, yep. boozy, sweet stuff, and <laughs> um, walked down the street with them, which if you're listening in uh, anywhere other than uh, Canada or the United States, you're not going to believe this, but in North America, you're not allowed to drink in the street because um, it's Nazi Germany. And <laughs> <laughs> you're really not, though. And so um, it would appear like these two British guys walking down the street with their Alco Pop coolers Probably didn't know, right? Right. We were stopped three times Aww. by members of the public, and they were all really nice. And they said, "Hi, I, I, I couldn't help but hear your accent. Just wanted to let you know you're not actually allowed to drink in the street. So try and hide it from the cops." <laughs> I love people. Three See? times, yeah. I was like, in the end, I just wanted to finish the bottle, not because I was worried about the police. I was worried about the polite police <laughs> that our local <laughs> citizens looking out for us. Know. But it was really kind of people. It was really, I think that's such an interesting reflection on Toronto because everyone's a little bit dodgy, but quite conformist at the same time. Yeah. So they're like, oh, you can be naughty, but we just wanted to let you know that <laughs> you shouldn't appear naughty. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and of course, everyone that stopped us was drinking out of bottles of cola. Now, was it cola? You know, obviously, <laughs> yeah. you can use your imagination. So it's, but um, that's so kind. Yeah, it's really interesting. I love that. I, you know, it's so funny. I know you've recently been to Iceland, and so did I. And I uh, recently went as well. And when I was there, I, I wanted to know if I could drink on the streets because yeah. I wasn't sure. And they had um, beer being sold in convenience stores. And so I went and asked... Uh, the guy at the convenience store, hey, I'm buying this right now. Like, can I just go out and drink on the street? And he was like, uh, yeah. And I was like, wait, like, uh, yeah. Like, am I legally allowed? Yeah. And he, they just, it's so funny. They just don't care. He's like, well, like, technically no, but just go do it. That's what they told me. <laughs> oh, about laws. Just go. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But like, as if a police probably, it's almost like jay. It sounded like it was like jaywalking here where yeah. it's just kind of, fr- you're not supposed to, but everyone just does it. That's exactly what it is in anywhere that it's, so I, I, can't, I mean, obviously you can drink on the street in, in. Most places in Europe, I think all, maybe not in Iceland. Oh, I don't know, actually, no, because Norway, Finland and Sweden have got really strict laws on alcohol. They've, they've got LCBO type things. So maybe there, and as you mentioned, Iceland. But anyway, all, all of southern Europe, you can do whatever you want whenever you want to. Right. London, you're not allowed to drink on public transit, but everyone does. Because I was there the other day and there's just like loads of people drinking beer out of cans on, on the tube trains and the, and the, and the above ground trains as well. How did we get onto this? Sorry, <laughs> just I was, the kindness of Toronto. Yeah, I've got right into we laws really... of drinking across the world. Let's move back to Nimi Blanc. Sorry, <laughs> I just completely diverted the conversation. That's okay. Um, so, general thoughts, all right? Yeah, I thought I, I I think it was great. I did get some great pictures. I didn't think it, the quality was that much lower than years past. We went behind um, City Hall. There's actually a beautiful area where they put a ton of books, and in each book they put little lights. 
and it was almost like a river of oh, books. I saw a picture of that. It was it really was, beautiful. It's actually. beautiful. Yeah. Like, it's great. And to have put a light in each of those books, oh my gosh, there was hun- thousands, thousands of books. Um, and then at what, some point, and people were kind of looking over it as if it was a river, right. like a literary river. And you know, some people might roll their eyes at this, but it's just something that you would have never seen. Who would have thought to put these lights, like the book lighting up the night? And then eventually they let the people into the books. And then it became actually, people became part of the art. People were sitting in the books, reading through the books, sitting on the floor in this river of books with lights. And it was just one of those moments where I was just looking around and I was like, this is pretty wonderful. It is. And I think it's something to be proud of. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good reflection of it. Now, not everything's worth being proud of because of vandals. Mm. Oh, I know. I so see. you and I both ended up, although we didn't see each other, we ended up in the sort of Nathan Phillips Square area, which yes. is sort of centre, if you like. And yes. um, there's a big sign that says Toronto, in case you get incredibly drunk and forget which city you're in. <laughs> and um, I don't know if that's the purpose, but <laughs> yeah. it's always reassuring to know where you are. I mean, that sign is people love it. So yeah, yeah, they do. And it's really become, it's a bit like the Eiffel Tower in the sense, I think it was supposed to be um, temporary. Temporary. Yes, for and sure. And it's now become very much permanent. Yes. And it changes colour. It's a very large sort of vinyl lettering thing with big lights in it. And you can get, you can sit in the O's of Toronto. Yeah. And uh, it's all very lovely. And apparently some people canoodle in it at times. Do you, there's a quote where John Tory said that when he goes into the office every morning at 6 a.m., he goes, those O's. It's like, <laughs> there's always people having, I forget this word. I forget what he said. It was, so, it was, it was like really canoodling, like, yeah. yeah, something like canoodling in the O's every morning yeah, when the, like as the sun rises. Courting couples. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes doing naughty business. In the O's. Um, anyway, so it's a pretty cool sign and it's, it's lit up and it sort of uh, ref- reflects in the water nearby as, as a large sort of fake lake there and last night it was I th- can we use the word vandalised? Yes. I suppose it is. It was only black marker. It's all going to rub off. But a lot of people wrote a lot of things. Uh, and I was looking at a picture of it. I didn't actually notice last night when I was there. I think no, it might I didn't have happened after we left, actually. But Usually at 3 a.m. is when yeah. all things go a little nutty at Nui Blanc. And clearly someone had a big black marker and then passed it around and encouraged people yeah. to write stuff. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing, comment was six bitch uh, was written on it. Oh, like, because Toronto's the six? Yeah, so they wrote six bitch. I guess that's the cool thing to be these days. Yep, really cool by Great. putting bitch after I things. I just don't know why people think they have to, because it's like art, everything now, oh, this, I'm sure that, you know, it's like, this is art. Like, Well, actually, it's funny you should say that, because so I noticed on Twitter, so someone said, um, oh, I, how dare people express themselves at an art event? Lol, I think this was awesome. They shouldn't clean it. They should encourage it. Um, yeah. I mean, you might be confusing talented graffiti artwork in yeah. alleyways to idiot scrawling. Exactly, I don't like it, no. Uh, someone else wrote Scotland on it, so which means that one of us is going to have to go and write Toronto on Edinburgh <laughs> Castle. <laughs> someone else wrote Auckland in massive letters, Which uh, so if anyone can be bothered to go all the way to New Zealand, you'll have to vandalise a sheep in return, <laughs> maybe write Toronto on a sheep. Or you can go... T- they've got a Sky Tower, actually, which I believe is 100 metres smaller than ours. Oh, so okay. you could write, ours is bigger than yours. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. On their tower. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people being patriotic to where they're from. Do we need to be scrawling on a black marker? Bit cheap, isn't it's it? It's cheap. And the people were running their Twitter handles and stuff, apparently. I know. Like, get out of and here. And one of the Twitter handles, actually, I fell for this and actually looked up the Twitter handle, was hashtag shoestrong, right? Yeah. So I thought, I wonder what that is. I looked it up. Like someone's bothered to get a black marker and wrote hashtag shoe strong. Looked it up. It's basically references to different shoes. It's not. There's nothing crazier than that. Like it's not. I thought oh, maybe it's a movement. No, yeah. it's like if you if you really like shoe strong, like shoes, like you hashtag shoe strong. 
So oh, if you've yeah. bought a new pair, you take a picture of it and then put it on Twitter, which is already mental. Yeah. And then put a hashtag so other people can enjoy your shoe strong. Oh. I don't even know what that means. Well, oh. Anyway, people are idiots. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think it was fair. Oh, and someone got stabbed, but uh, I'll just put a dark edge on it. But I believe that was gangy type stuff. Mm. Normally is, isn't it? Yeah. I always write off stabbings as gangy stuff and think, oh, well, I wouldn't happen to me because I'm not in one. Is that yeah. wrong? No, it, it typically is gang related or targeted. Um, and if it's not, it was a fight and, you know, they won't, they might not be able to officially confirm yeah. that it was right, but it was still a fight. Exactly. People because getting now into a fight. They tend to go out of their way to say it was a random attack. And yeah. then people are like, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. You know, that yeah. could have been me. That could have been my mum. That could have been my child, et cetera. Exactly. Uh, but other than that, I'd say it was pretty darn good. Text in your thoughts and your impersonations by phone of Firestarter by The Prodigy. Uh, anything else you want to natter about briefly? I do want to give a shout out to the Blue Jays. I know you, mm. I know you don't like I'll it. I'll just wait outside. Okay, no, just can you, you have to be able to appreciate that the city is going to be nutty on Tuesday. Well, what's happening? Because it's the wild card game. We have oh, now secured a spot. Do? Not whoop-de-doo. It's a, it is a big deal. Yeah. We've made post... Oh, we had a big deal about this last time. Post-season. I even know the name of the guy. Jose Batista. And his, <laughs> Look is it Batista? Go. Yeah, Batista, yeah. And his bat toss. I know about that, and I don't Let's care see. about it. I'm just saying Tuesday's going to be a big oh, day. Well, there's always something. <laughs> You're such... Bahamba <laughs> to you, too. <laughs> What's going on, then? What's so big about it? So, we have... So... To, in order to officially make the playoffs, there's t- technically this is postseason. So, Vinny! <laughs> yeah, cool. I feel like Trump interrupting you. So, no, sorry. This is the ongoing shtick Amanda trying to make Vinny care about sports. <laughs> um, I'm just saying that Tuesday's going to be a big game. It's do or die. So, Jays are going to play, and they're at home, mm-hmm. so the city is going to be crazy. Right. So even if you don't care about Jays, you should know that the streets are going to be nutty. There's going to be tons of people running around. And if they win, then they're going to be starting. uh, They're going to go into the playoffs and have like a seven-game series. Or, well, I mean, hopefully up to seven-game series. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fascinating. Yes. (sighs) All right. I'm glad you made it through that. I might just pull that bit of fluff out of my belly button. You're the worst. Thinking about that for a while. Ugh. Sorry, did you say something about sport? I'm done. Did you bore me stupid I'm about I'm done. <laughs> you wait till I get the hate mail now. If you're going to live in this city, you should be part of it. <laughs> I said I like the Toronto sign. Meet me halfway. Oh. Uh, thanks for coming in. I enjoyed the first bit of this conversation. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> going to one day surprise you and be like, let's go for beers. And then just like you're going you're gonna to wake up, you'll be at the, at the Rogers Centre at a Jays game with me. Oh, God. <laughs> I got a hotel room there once before I... Um, oh, those are cool. Yeah, before I even... Um, moved to this city I used to live in Ottawa oh. and I've got a hotel room there and, and the the window opened onto the field you know that yes I do it's amazing those rooms are expensive too yeah I asked for a change <laughs> I said surely someone want this rather than me I don't know what they're doing down there but it's keeping me up oh man turn it off you're the worst <laughs> right I'll be uh, here next week with Amanda unless someone kills me in the meantime <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming in thanks for having bye. me bye bye This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Yes, it is. You can listen to this show every week from uh, about about 9 o'clock on a Sunday. You can also join me from the excellent, and I genuinely mean that, John Moore show, where I uh, jump in on the roundtable on a Tuesday morning. You can download the show on a podcast if you just type in Vinnie White, weird spelling. It's V-I-N-N-E-Y, White. 
um, in your old iTunes, or you can go to vinniewhite.co.uk and download stuff if you want. All right, good. Uh, text so far. Text in on 71010 if you've got anything to comment on the show. Uh, so far, very mixed review. Uh, one text that says, love your show, and another one that says, grow up, which I have absolutely no intention of doing whatsoever. Uh, meanwhile, here in Canada, the royals have left. They were here for a bit, but they've gone. The royals have left us. I think it's the Duchess, often referred to as a princess, but the Duchess of Cambridge and the, and the Duke were out west in Canada for the last little while. And um, I really like listening to the stories, but for a really bizarre reason. There's a guy called Peter Hunt who's on the BBC website and he has the emotion of a sociopath that doesn't, uh, he certainly doesn't seem to be a father. I want you to listen to the way that he reports on the royals and see how he sounds, particularly recently reporting on on, uh, a child, well, children, that happened to have popped out of a woman who is royalty. It's almost as if he, he wants to say, I hate the royals, I hate my job, I hate reporting on them. I don't know why I'm doing this. See if you can hear his lack of enthusiasm, or is it just my paranoia in this article as Peter Hunt from the BBC talks about the royals. At 17 months, Princess Charlotte is learning the rudimentaries of her trade. Wave bye-bye encourages her mum. Bye comes the reply. Meanwhile, her three-year-old brother is on a roll. First, he snubbed Canada's Prime Minister, now a posy-giving boy. George is a future king, not partial to a high five. For eight days, a significant aspect of Canada's future has been on display. It's a future the majority of Canadians appear happy to embrace. The Cambridges have only visited areas where the people have greeted them warmly, not questioned their existence. And William and Kate know the monarchy needs to be seen and appreciated to survive. In time, flying will become second nature. For now, on a float plane, it's an awe-inspiring novelty. Their return is guaranteed. William, in a statement, said, we will see you again soon. Peter Hunt, BBC News, Victoria, British Columbia. What do you think? Text in if you think he hates his job. What do you think? Yeah, just from looking at him, he's like exactly what I think of when I think of stuffy British people just... Very dry and, and taking something too seriously. Yeah, it's like he's he, no one's told him to not do the voice that he does when he's reporting on the Iraq war that he used to report on. Yeah, I was going to say this. He sh- this is not fair to put a 50 year old guy who takes himself this seriously doing this. They should get a young 20 something year old guy. Probably or girl. female. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Anyone who could sympathize more with this kind yeah. of story. Because... But then I kind of like it because I, I get his point. Like imagine being him. Imagine working for the British Broadcasting Corporation. It's a bit insulting. You've got a degree in journalism. You've probably you've probably been shot at in Sarajevo, and now this. And and also, it's happening at the exact week that they bombed a hospital, a hospital in Aleppo. He exactly, he could be doing stuff like that, but instead he's on a dock looking at some very rich people. (laughs) 
That's the whole thing. It's just yeah. a pontoon for, a, for the plane to take it's off. It's almost like he's about to say, I've been told to comment on a high five of a boy that didn't connect <laughs> hands with the Prime Minister of Canada. But to be honest, I'm thinking about the bombing of a pissing hospital. He's reading it the, the, like the you would read the BBC bombing of a hospital in Syria today. Exactly. But he's it's children. But it's children. Little George with his hand was asked to high-five, but he didn't. Security forces are on the ground. The yeah. civil war continues. Oh, look at him and his little face. Oh, there's his sister waving. She's been taught about the media. Peter Hunt, BBC News. I hate my job. Why has it come to this? I yeah, don't... it's like that. <laughs> I'd rather talk about Donald Trump and that's saying something. BBC News. I'm going to shoot myself. Peter Hunt, crappiest job in the world. It's only a boy. That's the other thing. It's like it's it's almost an extension of how I feel about when you're in a party situation and there's kids in the room. You tend to find that parents often say things that are just untrue. So, for example, if there's a baby on the floor and it's playing with bricks, like plastic bricks or whatever, they'll be they'll say, oh. He's going to be a builder. No, he's not. He's just a baby playing with some plastic bricks. You know? And, oh, he loves trains. He's, he's probably going to be a train driver. No, it's just, a, it's just a baby playing. Can we talk about anything else or drink heavily? Yeah, it's a very weird thing paying any attention to them at all, but this much attention to children yeah. who ri- the, all they think about is what they could see right in front of their face yeah. and if they're hungry or not. He was asked to say in that report that... George snubbed the Prime Minister of Canada. That's not actually accurate journalism. What the report should have said was, and in an inconsequential, meaningless matter that no one should care about, a baby that happens to have popped out the vagina of someone incredibly famous didn't connect hands because he doesn't know what a high five is. Yeah, doesn't understand it. Yeah. And or just was not looking in the direction to... And also, just too young to understand the hand up means to also put your hand up. Exactly. And he's British, and as previously discussed on this show, we don't high-five because it's childish. Oh, right, exactly. So, pff, who cares? Grow up the lot of you! Is that even a story in England? Are they just not concerned with the baby not high-fiving? Uh, I don't know, because I haven't been there. Although, uh, yeah, it would be, because I, you know, that actual high-five incident was a separate story on the BBC website. <laughs> Ugh. I you'd hope they'd be above it, but I guess, you know, if they're sending Peter Hill or whatever to do it. <laughs> Peter Hunt. Peter Hunt. See, we don't, we're not even respecting him with his name because it's so worthless. If he had done the bombing in Aleppo, I'd remember it. Exactly. Peter Hunt, Syria, actually doing stuff that matters. But here, Peter, who cares? Um, there's a very mixed view in the UK about all things royal because a lot of people think, sorry, why are we paying? For this German family? Yeah, that's weird. That changed their name to Windsor in an outlandish PR exercise d- during the war because they didn't want to be associated with Germany. With the Kaiser? Yeah, why, why are we paying for them? And then there's another school of thought that says, well, you know what, the Americans do bring in a lot of money when they visit Buckingham Palace. And, you know, it's tradition. So you'll tend to find that there's, it was a very polarising debate in the UK. And, and the same is so about this. There are people that are furious about the fact that any of these people get any press coverage. And I get it. Yeah. 
The only thing I can say on a positive vibe is that at least some of the royals have said, well, actually, if I'm going to get all this coverage, then I need to talk about the endangerment of animals. I need to, as, as the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge did, went out west, they visited charities, including one that supported people with mental health disorders. So at least they've gone, well, might as well use it. I think the men should have to go to war. If you if you want to be a royal and you're a male, you uh, you should have to go to war. <laughs> and both of them did though. They're right. They're once the chopper pilot. Yeah. And he was in combat, and I forget what the other one. Yeah, did, but, but surely he only did that to be even sexier. I know, but still, I anything you have to go into the be a pilot in the air force, the navy. You have to go to war if you're a male royal. It's just not fair otherwise. You're listening to Patrick, otherwise known as Kim Jong-un, on News Talk 1010. We'll be back in a minute. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, Quick News bit. Talk 1010. I've done this show a lot of times and I always forget what he says. Um, quick bit of promo, first of all for the company and then for old Vin. Um, company, why don't you download the, the iHeartRadio app? You can listen to News Talk 1010 on the go for free. iHeartRadio, the app, in App Store now, on Android and iPhone, I think. Don't know, have a look. Right, that's that. And then me, old Vin. Um, hey, Pat, Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Have you got any ideas for presents? Well, I was looking uh, at some old digital photos the other day and was wondering if there was something I could do to, you know, some creative I could do with these photos and maybe give them on, you know, some kind of enlargement and framing process. Oh, I see. And they don't even have to be that high resolution to do that nowadays because your average digital camera usually shoots a couple of megabytes an image, which can actually go up to two by three feet in size. That is fascinating. Well, I learned that from a website called MrPhotoCanvas.com. Is Mr. that MrPhotoCanvas.com? That's right, MrPhotoCanvas.com will take your photograph and blow it up on canvas. You can come and pick it up from downtown Toronto and you pay on pickup, which means it's risk-free and will look jolly good. So if I had a, a, just sent you a, an image of a movie poster, like a Japanese film poster, could you do that? Or you could, you're in trouble with copyright stuff? If you've uh, got the copyright, which in that instance you probably would have, because it would probably be past its... I think it's royalty-free past a certain date. Oh, it? that's a good point. Yeah, it is good. an old movie. Yeah. So look it up online. Check with the old Google Images and make sure that you're all above board and legal because old MrPhotoCanvas.com, he don't mess about. That's a good slogan. Interesting. I'm actually going to have to look into that. I've been meaning... I, I know I've said that a lot. Oh, my God. You've said that so many times. Are we still in the ad or are you actually being genuine now? I am trying to be genuine. I love that after all this hammering, you've, you st- you actually want one and you and I'm fairly confident you know you're going to get an incredible discount from me, don't you? I, even if I wasn't, I still... I've, I've looked it up before. <laughs> I can afford it. It's great. It's awesome. Now that now we've got into a bizarre world where the advert has come to life. I'm just lazy is all. It's just I never think to do it like I just have to send it in. Mate, all you have to do, you don't even have to piddle around with credit cards and stuff like that. You just email info at mrphotocanvas.com with that image. Fantastic. Info at mrphotocanvas.com. Simply. Oh, that was a bit long. Sorry about that. Um, Obviously, I have no affiliation with that company. (laughs) Oh, there you go. 
Back to the news, important stuff here. Scientist who put pants on a rat awarded the false Nobel Prize. Get in. <laughs> I love headlines like that. You can't you can't get better than that. What kind of pants? Like kind of trousers. Well, we'd call them trousers in the UK. Okay. Yeah. Little sort of woolly trousers. Well, actually, let me read on and I'll tell you exactly what kind of pants we're talking. An Egyptian doctor who put pants on rats to study their sex lives has been named a winner of the false Nobel Prize. It's a spoof prize for quirky scientific achievement. And it's the 26th years of it. Um, this year's winner, Dr. Ahmed Shafiq, decided to investigate the implications of rats wearing trousers. He dressed his rodents in polyester, right, cotton and wool slacks to determine the different textiles' effects on the sex drive. The professor at Cairo University in Egypt found that rats that wore polyester pants displayed less sexual activity. I, I was fi- just waiting for you. What information could you glean from that other than, like, well, I guess people wearing polyester <laughs> pants have a lower sex drive? And the thing is, that's the problem. No one's ever done it on humans. So, you know, just because it works on rats doesn't mean that it happens on humans. But this is not a dangerous or, f- like, boring on the frontiers of science kind of study. Oh. Why not just ask some people with pants on? <laughs> what pants have you got on? Well, had a shag this morning? Yep, cracker. Right you are. Exactly. But <laughs> I think this is the best article we've ever done. It gets better. <laughs> Sorry, hang on. I actually lost it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever lost it on air. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> One of the reasons, one of the discoveries they've come up with <laughs> is that Rats in polyester pants have less sexual activity and they've put it down to electrostatic charges created by the polyester. (laughs) (laughs) He suggests that the results could be applied to humans, but he didn't say why. (laughs) Oh, God. Last year's winner, Charles Foster, a fellow at the University of Oxford in the United Kingdom, won for literally living like an animal. Yes, he got the false Nobel Peace Prize. Sorry, the false Nobel Prize for spending months mimicking a badger, an otter, a fox, a deer, and a bird in an attempt to see the world through their eyes. Then he wrote a book called "Being a Beast." <laughs> Was the chapter on birds being a flightless bird? Exactly. How are you going to do that? I think the whole point of that perspective is that they could fly. He lived in a. He lived as a badger in a hole in a Welsh hillside. He rummaged like a fox through trash cans in London's East End looking for scraps of chicken and pepperoni pizza and was tracked by bloodhounds through the Scottish countryside to learn what it might be like to be a deer. He said, quote, It wasn't much fun. I was often hunted down quite quickly. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Oh, I enjoyed that. Thanks, Pat. And thanks, Amanda, for coming in. Always a pleasure, never a chore. I'll see you back here uh, next week. And if you want, you can uh, download the podcast at vinniewhite.co.uk and get in touch as well if you want to say hello. Always a pleasure. <laughs>